Welcome to The Mend, a podcast for survivors and victims of crime sponsored through the Center of Crime Victim Services here in Vermont. I'm Anna Nassett and I will be your, po- your host for this bi-monthly podcast and show. Today on the show we have a dear friend of mine, Liz Piglowski, to talk about music, massage, and the healing powers that they offer. This show was created to take a deeper look at the services, organizations, and concepts for victims and survivors of crime. And we wanted to acknowledge through the healing process and provide resources, not only in our state of Vermont, but throughout the country that could benefit victims and survivors of crime as they mend. In fact, my friend Liz is here from Port Townsend, Washington today. Um, As your host, I myself am a victim and survivor of crime And my healing process and how I navigate through the world is an ongoing and ever-evolving process. I went for years of hiding myself and my trauma to standing up and speaking out against crime and now travel and speak with other victim service providers all over the globe. Today we are going to be talking about two topics that are near and dear to my heart and my process um, as I've had to mend and grieve over these years. As always, I like to offer a trigger warning. Our goal is to create a safe place to discuss topics of healing. But with that in mind, we may occasionally um, hear a story related to crime, discuss our mental health, or have sensitive subject matter. We urge you to care for yourself and listen at your own discretion. Today, as I said, we have the amazing Liz Piglowski on the show. Liz is here today from my old town of Port Townsend, Washington. Woohoo! <laughs> Liz is the owner of the Port Townsend School of Massage and is also an amazing DJ on KPTZ. Um, when I first met Liz years ago in Port Townsend, I was taken by her absolute joy and presence and voice of just who she is as a human and in the community. Um, we didn't know each other very well, but she came into my gallery and offered me the gift of a free massage for being a good community member, which was amazing. And it was such an incredible gift and really spoke to me on a core level of just who she is and the tremendous power that comes along with taking time to care for ourselves. Um, But here's the deal, when I went to that first massage with Liz, I quickly noticed that she had curated her own playlist of music to play in the background. And while I can appreciate, you know, the kind of nature sounds and things like that, Hers was just really amazing healing music that she loved by different musicians. And it just really added to that benefit of the massage. And as the years went on, then Liz uh, became a DJ at KPTZ and is just a wealth of musical knowledge. Whenever I see some good like music posted on Facebook, I know without looking at the name that it was Liz that posted it. Um, and so I just asked her to come here today to talk about music and massage and the healing powers for victims and survivors of crime. So yeah. thanks so much for being here, Liz. Thanks for having me. Cause, cause yeah, in music, it goes there. It's incredibly emotive and um, it goes to places that regular conversation may not be able to access. Same thing with massage. When you're working with someone who has um, who is engaged with your needs, who is non-judgmental, which is key. Um, when they're really engaged with you and where you are in this unique moment in time, um, that can go so much further than having conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you absolutely have to trust who you're working with. 
Um, there's a bottom, yeah, that's the bottom line is if you don't trust who you're working with, you're never going to get the results you're looking for. And building trust takes a lot. And that's, you know, when I came in and offered you that free massage, um, it's because you're an upstanding community member. And I think that this is how we begin to build community is if this is a gift that I can offer to you that you're open to, then we begin a dialogue, then we begin to communicate, then we begin to um, create and discover and support. And it just, the tendrils just grow out from those small meetings. You know, if someone takes you up on it, great. If they don't, no problem. It's just, it's here if you need it. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing and I remember it was at a time when I really needed it like I think I had just moved the gallery and it was such a stressful time and you're carrying the weight of this business on your shoulders and just to be able to drop down and let that out a little bit and to have that release and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on but it really was such a a powerful experience for me um, like I said both of these are tools that I've used a lot over the years to be able to process and heal myself. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to start learning a little bit more about you for our listeners. Could you share with um, people just kind of your history as to how you were called to this life of service through massage and music? Mm -hmm. Music has, has always been kind of a core aspect of who I am. My father was a musician. Um, we used to go to drum corps competitions in Hamilton, Canada all the time. Um, but more importantly, I came from a small town in uh, upstate New York where we had a college radio station. And this is when alternative was really alternative. This is the, the mid 80s. And, um, but it was all community supported. So when I was old enough to, be able to go and try out and do it, um, nothing made me happier. I had Saturday evenings from midnight to 3 a.m. And I had free will to play whatever I wanted. And it just gave me an opportunity to kind of delve and discover not only my own personal interests, but new genres that I wasn't aware of. This is well before, you know, the internet and access to information. So you literally had to dig for it or talk to people about it. And I just, I really enjoyed that. I just, there's so much that you can discover along the way. Um, so as much as that, you know, the music portion is kind of ingrained in my DNA, massage was something completely um, new to me. I just thought growing up where I was, massage was either a front for something illicit or it was a nice luxury if you could afford it. Nobody ever told me about the actual aspects of healing that massage could give until I got a job here at the Port Townsend School of Massage when I moved out here, oh my, like 20 years ago. And I worked in the office with the original owner and working in the office, I'd done academia all my life, you know, supporting people was always a thing that I did, but then I got to know the staff and the students and the subject matter itself. And I just fell in love with it because people were so genuinely caring and genuinely, um, they really want to know, you know, when they say, how are you? It's not just an arbitrary question. They really want to know. And it just, it was a, is a very, nurturing space, but I had no idea what they were talking about. So that's when I said, let me go through the program. Let me learn about massage therapy and then it'll improve my work performance. So um, I went through the program and I realized I think massage is what I need to do because I saw the real tangible, physical, anatomical healing property that hands-on manipulation of the soft tissue can do. It, was, it just blew my mind completely. And I thought to myself, well, if I have that language and I can carry it out into the world, then maybe I can turn other people on 
and have them feel like they can move more freely with less pain. That's, that's the idea. You just want to move more freely with less pain. And so interestingly enough, even though they don't seem like they're in the same realm, music and massage go hand in hand quite beautifully because again, music is so emotive. It goes to places very emotionally. Massage can sometimes do the same thing. It's not just a matter of doing a massage, getting a check, paying your bills. It's really establishing a, a connection and facilitating care for people to get in touch with how they need to heal themselves. Like I'm not a healer, I don't heal you but I facilitate the space for you to discover how you can begin to discover how to heal yourself, mm. um, which is huge. And it's, it's incredibly empowering for those who felt like they never had that ability or that power to begin with. Yeah, and that's so true of music as well. Like music doesn't heal you, but it's a tool that mm -hmm. helps us heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, and I know that's, I mean, that was why I was so excited to to have you on here, one, when I wanted to do a show about music for our listeners, like there was nobody else in the world I wanted to talk to but Liz. I was like, I have to get Liz on this show. Um, and then to be able to combine that massage, because they do work so hand in hand as mm -hmm. to how we can begin to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of start talking about music a little bit more. How do you feel music affects and can be used for healing, empowerment, strength, grounding? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I, I use it to to amp up if I have to, you know, go give a big speech. Um, I always listen to Eye of the Tiger. If I'm going into anything difficult in my life, I'm listening to Eye of the Tiger. And on the opposite side, you know, when I need to, to bring that quietness in, I'm going to listen to somebody like Milk or, you know, just different musicians like that. So just how you feel like the, the music affects and can be used for healing. Well... So there are many modalities to body work and energy work. And you'll oftentimes, at least out here on the West Coast, where we tend to be a little bit more esoteric with a lot of our healing modalities, um, people will be a part of something called acutonics, um, where they use tone and they connect with parts of the body to kind of um, get the resonance equalized so they're not so disparate. Um, there's singing crystal bowls where people either, you know, have them sing or they hit them with the tone and they meditate to that. So, and there's been all kinds of studies um, to show, you know, audio wavelength can connect with either organs or um, the endocrine system or, you know, wavelengths of the brain, etc. So it, it's, or mathematics, I mean, it's definitely all interconnected in some kind of fascinating cosmic way. So music or sound um, just can really, sometimes we'll hear something and it can, for lack of a better word, trigger something within us, whether it's a memory or it connects us to a certain point in time, whether it was connected to joy or grief or trauma. Um, it's, it's very affecting. And again, it just seems to be somewhere cosmically in our DNA that depending on what you're in the mood for, you know, like you said, you know, amping up or calming down or, you know, even background music for like a nice dinner party, you know, that can set the mood. You, you don't want to, you know, sometimes people do want to listen to heavy metal at their, you know, at their um, dinner parties, but, um, but maybe not, maybe some good chill music is, is mm -hmm. the thing. you know, like in massage therapy, sometimes I'll ask people if what they want to hear, because they have curated several playlists. Sometimes people want no music at all. 
They want no sound. They just want to be present and in the moment and just with themselves, which I think is a really beautiful thing. And I had someone come in one time and he brought in a CD, John Coltrane's Ascension. And if you've ever heard that, it's incredibly chaotic and it has no rhythm or pattern, which is, a, is very disconcerting to a lot of people who like order. Mm-hmm. And, what, and I asked him, I said, you know, tell me the reason well, what the intention is behind what we're listening to. And he says, it's the music that frees his soul. I said, I got it. So if, if that's the intention, then that's where I'm going to hold your space. You know, if, because sometimes people get kind of snarky and they'll bring in something that they think is kind of funny, but then I have to remind them, I'm like, okay, well, this is your time. And if you really feel like it's going to help relax you, I'm like, no, 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 I just brought it in just because. So then, you know, we can talk about it. To some people, it's one of the most important things to have in a session and to others, it's the last thing they're thinking about. So it, but it is, it just again, on a very cosmic level that, you know, they're still doing studies on to try to figure that out, so. Yeah, I just did a Tibetan sound therapy session um, mm. like about a month or so ago. Um, as a lot of the listeners know and Liz knows, I just went and testified at trial and it was a really horrific experience to get through. And so I came back here and had the gift of a massage and I went to go see my massage therapist and and he was asking me what was going on. And I was like, I just went through this really intense period. No one's actually physically touched me yet. I'm not sure how this is going to go. And mm-hmm. so he talked to me about doing the sound therapy. And that's what we did instead. And mm-hmm. it was absolutely transformative. Like there were tones that made me just smile for the first time in a month. There were tones that made me want to weep. It was really such a powerful thing to connect with just tone. And I walked out of there, I mean, just like I had to be quiet the rest of the day. Like I was like, I just need to be alone. I was weepy. It was Mm -hmm. really um, an amazing experience for me to just be able to release. And I love that my massage therapist also said, you know, you know, maybe physical touch isn't going to be the right thing for you today. And that he heard my experience and acknowledged that and was able to gently direct me. I thought it was a really cool experience to have. You know, that's really key to note is that sometimes physical touch is the last thing that they need to get connected. So we find the other avenues, you know, again, with aromatherapy or sound therapy, color therapy, you know, you go to the beach or you go to the desert and you kind of get that nature prana that gets in there to help you. So touch is absolutely and deeply profound. And because of that, sometimes it may not be the thing. And it's good for them to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And for you to recognize that if you're, you know, as somebody going in for that service, for me mm-hmm. to go, I know I need something, but I'm not sure if this is what I need. Um, and really glad that like, I kind of shared with him so that he was able to help me figure out that this isn't actually what you need right now. Um, right. I thought was really good for me and for me to be aware of as, you know, I move forward with my own healing process. Because it's really important, to be, you know, when, when someone's listening to you and they can accommodate that need, that is so much more than going in and paying for a massage. And this is something that I want everybody to know is that you absolutely have the power in any session that you go into to say what you want and to say what you don't want. And if the practitioner is unwilling to comply with that need, then maybe you need to cancel the session. Because any practitioner who's going to say, I hear what you need, but I'm going to do this anyway, you know, I take issue with that. 
And to me, that's unethical. Mm -hmm. um, you're listening to the client and what their needs. And I have people who come in and sometimes they say, you know, I need a massage. And when I hear their story or what's happening, maybe right now massage isn't the thing you need. Maybe you, I need to refer you out for something more before you're ready for me to do this. Yeah. So any conscientious practitioner is going to be aware of that and let you know that, you know, even if you're not comfortable taking off your clothes in a session, we can still do great body work fully clothed. Yep. You have to disrobe to any comfort level that's not comfortable for you. Which I think is so important for any of us going through trauma um, or, you know, yeah, through that trauma, like that physical touch can be very triggering. It can be very jarring. Having that vulnerability. Um, can be really intense. So I think that's very important that you, you say that. And, you know, it also helps, it helps somebody like myself have their own agency and have their own voice. Um, you know, and if you're going through like a court process or anything like that, you're, you fill this interesting role, but you have to do exactly what's told of you and you, you start to lose your agency and voice. And so any place, whether it be a massage table or making an order for food, whatever it might be, when you can have that voice and choice is really important. So I think exactly. Yeah. Um, so kind of I'm going to continue with that and we'll, we'll get back into music a little bit, but how do you look at massage, I guess we'll just kind of continue this, how do you look at massage from a healing lens for people who have been harmed or traumatized? Like how do you, once you find it's the appropriate time to work on them, how do you start to... Um, use that as a tool to help them heal. Okay. So yeah, the bottom line really is beginning with that trust level. Um, you know, I don't anticipate or expect anybody to immediately on a first session come in and tell me everything about their lives. You know, when I do an intake, sometimes people will tell you everything and sometimes people will purposefully withhold information for any number of reasons. You know, they could be embarrassed or they don't think it's relevant or, you know, anything like that. And that's why when I'm in a session, no matter how well I know somebody or how many years I've been working with them, I have to leave space for anything that might come up. And, you know, I have to be engaged and aware. This is, here's an example. So I had worked with a much older gentleman. I worked with him and his wife and they're fantastic people. Um, you know, medically they had complications, but otherwise personally, you know, we, we always had great sessions. And then after, and then this is why I say this, after eight years of working with this gentleman, one day he decided that now was the time to tell me about the childhood sexual abuse that he had experienced. And this, and for some reason, again, it, he was never triggered before. This wasn't a triggered situation. Now, he just felt comfortable enough after eight years to finally tell me the story. And if anything, if it changed our relationship only in that now that I have this piece of information, I'm going to elevate that awareness to make absolutely sure mm -hmm. that I don't take him to places he's not prepared to go. You know, and after that, again, he, he, he wasn't having an emotional release. He didn't seem physically um, concerned. Um, it was just time for him to tell me that part of the story, which I'm very, very grateful for, because um, it kind of completes the puzzle. But, you know, this is why, you know, when you're engaged with people in a healing way, that you have to leave room for those things to come up. Just when you think you know somebody, no matter how long it's been, you really don't. 
So you, you just need to, again, that, and the non-judgmental part is absolutely key. You yeah. know, other practitioners might have said, you know, after all this time, why didn't you tell me? It's like, no, they, they tell you when they're ready. So listen. And um, you just never know where people are. Again, no matter how many times you've worked with them or how many years you've worked with them, there's always an opportunity for something to shift, evolve, and change. And so long as we stay aware and in communication with that, um, you know, healing is going to be an ongoing process. It's never one and done. It stays with you for your whole life. And, and again, for those who've experienced trauma in whatever way, whether it was through an accident or it was through abuse of some kind, you know, anything like that, touch can sometimes bring us back to that moment where we've received trauma. And as scary as that might sound, it actually can be a very incredibly healing moment because if you're working with somebody that you trust, that you can give yourself over to, meet that moment where you have received that trauma, that's where real healing can begin because you know, you're able to, I guess, face it. Even in, in, a, in a moment of great fear, there's a moment of opportunity there to harness it and say, all right, look, I know that this has created this in my life, but maybe I'm finally able to look at it and start working with it on some other level because their bodies have been holding it for so long. Now that they have a moment to release it, um, that's where real healing can begin. Absolutely. It's, it's just so deeply, profoundly I have no words for it because that that's how deep it goes. And, you know, for those who are ready to, to move forward with it, amazing. And sometimes people are not, and I'm not going to judge that because that's unfair. Yeah. You, know, you can't push anybody. And oftentimes, you know, something like grief, grief requires answers that it will never have. So we have to be patient with that. And we have to be present with that because again, it's not a one and done thing. It's an ongoing Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, it is, yeah, it's, it's everything encompassed. And I know for me, like, after my own father passed away, it was like, yeah, no, it's kind of the same for me right now. I'm like, there's no way I can be massaged right now. But then once I did start to open up, like I did meet that healing, because I was able to move past the trauma. Right. Um, and one, one thing I've been learning about a lot lately is kind of, you know, the physical, like what actually happens with our bodies when we have trauma and when we release it through massage. Um, and so I don't know, like I've been learning a lot about the adrenal system and just how when we're going through trauma, our body just floods with our adrenals and how it can take a long time for them to get back in check. And mm -hmm. so I wonder if you could share a little bit about how the body works in that way and how mm -hmm. massage can help work that back into a good place, a good healthy balance um, after going through trauma. Right, so of course with trauma, you know, we go into a fight or flight um, system. Um, it's the nervous system. And when we go into fight or flight, everything's amped up. Like you said, there's all kinds of hormones and whatnot that are getting flooded. Um, I wrote down one hormone name because I forgot it. What is it? aldosterone, that's it. The other one I know is cortisol because cortisol definitely gets released when we're all amped up and like, oh, I gotta go. Ah. So that's what they call the sympathetic system. It's your fight or flight. And there are some people who live in that space daily. 
they cannot turn that off. <laughs> for a long time I have. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to realize how to let that, and that's what I'm really working on right now. But for a long time, yeah, that's been my existence. Yeah. It doesn't go away. And, um, that is a very, it's stressful, not just to the adrenal system, but to every system, the nervous system, your, your sleep patterns get blocked. You don't eat well, your digestive system gets blocked up. So everything's super amped up like all the time. And so what massage does is even, even if you just have loving engaged touch, just, just touch, you know, not just slap it on, but like really engage that touch. That can set off a whole other chain reaction. We Now we start going into the parasympathetic system. And the parasympathetic system is where the body um, regenerates, it assimilates, it digests, it does all kinds of fascinatingly healing things. But the body will only do that when you're in this state of rest through the parasympathetic system. And again, when you live your life with such stress and heightened sensitivity like that, you know, you don't sleep well, your body doesn't go to that place where it can start these healing processes. So that's where touch can come in. Because touch, or at least, you know, the person that you're working with to, to get you to, to help get you to this point, um, the parasympathetic system, it's where we're in our state of most relaxation or most decompression. This is where we can start these healing processes. So it's the other end of the spectrum. And oftentimes people may come into the office and they you know, have had a stressful day and they're just really worked up and they've had another cup of coffee and they just wanna keep going. They come in for their massage and sometimes it's like this Pavlovian response. You, know, you may have experienced too, where you just get on the table and you just immediately start to decompress because you understand what's starting, what's going to come. And then within that hour, we get everything, not everything, most everything, calm down to, to some degree where Oftentimes people don't get that opportunity to take for themselves, to, to be with themselves and be calm. And that can be a moment where the parasympathetic system starts to kick in. It starts these healing processes where you have a lot less stress, a lot less tension, a lot less pain. And all you had to do was be with yourself in the moment, breathe and receive some, some loving, non-judgmental non -judgmental touch. Awesome. So, um, really key. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I find that really, I mean, it's been really interesting to learn all about that for myself, having carried eight years of trauma and now, you know, only the last three weeks being able to start to release that and look at like how important that touch factor is into helping mm -hmm. me start to get back into balance. Mm -hmm. um, what was I going to, I had, sorry, I'm looking at my questions. Sometimes when you live with that kind of stress for so long and it becomes your norm, you know, when you, when your body gets a sense or your, your, your emotional sense gets, gets a sense that it's time to shift out of that and move into something new, that can be really scary. Mm -hmm. And because all you've known is this tension or this, you know, this activity, what am I going to be like when I don't have it? And what's it going to be like if it comes back, mm -hmm. you know? So, so having a team of healthcare practitioners, um, work with you on that. And again, massage is fantastic. You know, any moving parts, anything with moving parts goes a long way. So even if you get a massage once a year, at least you're doing something for you and for your body. And it does, it, it's that proprioceptive nature of touch that puts us back in touch with our bodies because we're always so in our heads. 
We need the opportunity to know what we actually feel like in our physical being. And then you come to discover like, wow, all those kind of common aches and pains, I don't have to live with all the time. Massage can actually help alleviate a lot of that. And um, so it's just part of really a good part of that self-care regimen. And again, putting yourself maybe back into your body where you've been so afraid to be for a long time. Yes. How do you, a lot of people, yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, sorry, no, like one thing is, I mean, you know, massage is sometimes some people can only afford it once a year. Sometimes a lot of people can't afford it at all, um, mm -hmm. depending upon, you know, what type of healing they're coming out of. And I mean, I know that poverty is very closely linked with um, being a victim of crime or a survivor of crime. And so what are some things that maybe like advocates listening or victims themselves who are listening, what they can do on their own to kind of help with that, um, mm -hmm. to, to get some of those benefits when they can't maybe afford them. Right, right. So you'd be amazed at how many people want to volunteer but don't know where to volunteer. So, um, you know, if, if you are an advocate and let's say um, you're working with women um, who have experienced abuse, you know, you can reach out to local practitioners and say, hey, I've got this, these people who really need some touch, how would you feel about volunteering? Um, or there's a lot of practitioners who do sliding scale and reduced rate massage. Just communicate with them, tell them what your needs are. You know, oftentimes for most people, you know, the cost is kind of a baseline, you know, if you want to pay more, you're welcome to. Um, but if you can't afford it and, and need to pay less, let them know why. Tell them what your needs are. And most people, believe it or not, are really going to be open to hearing, hearing that and working with you on that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then another option is if you have a local massage school, oftentimes the local massage schools will do student clinic. And sometimes it's either on a volunteer basis or extremely reduced rate because, but bear in mind, they are not trained professionals yet. They're getting training. So if you're not comfortable in a student clinic atmosphere, then maybe that's not right for you, but it may be a place to start just to see if touch is right for you, just to see if touch is the thing you need to move forward with your healing at a reduced rate. Yeah. But don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask questions and start a dialogue. You'd be amazed at how many people will want to hear your story and work with you. That's awesome. And I actually did that this winter. A friend of mine was going through a massage school here and she needed volunteers um, to, to practice on. So it wouldn't be a full massage. It might just be on part of the body. Um, mm -hmm. And it was really awesome because it was at a time when there was no way I could afford that. Um, but I still had that, that experience and that touch. And that was really really remarkable to have at a time when I definitely needed it. So yeah, there's, there's definitely opportunities, but you know, most of us are in it because this is how we want to facilitate healing in the world. Um, you know, I, I can only heal the world from my own personal healing, but if that can emulate into someone and they can be encouraged and inspired and maybe they're on their own path now to healing, that can inspire someone else to seek that out. And I think that's, that's where it really lies. That's where really real healing lies is, is that mm -hmm. there yourself. And then it goes out further. Yeah. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, so kind of folding back into music, um, how do you, like how, we've talked a little bit about how you've used music hand in hand with massage. And then how have you found your path um, 
just kind of what are your thoughts on music that people can use in their own life for healing? I'd love to hear some of your recommendations as well. Um, sure. But just, yeah, like how people can use that as a practice at home, listening mm -hmm. to music to, to help them. Because for a lot of people, that's something that they can do for free. You know, they can look right. up music and listen to it. They really can. You know, you've got things like Spotify out there. You know, you can even go to iTunes and check out albums from there. Um, so many outrageous resources where you can find all different kinds of music. You know, and of course, it always depends on mood. Like when I curate shows for KBTZ, oftentimes I'm in one mood while I'm curating, but then when I get on the air, I'm in a completely different mood. So that's why regardless of the music that I've collected to play for the show that day, I'm always bringing a surplus because I might want to go in a different direction. And though my show on the radio tends to showcase, you know, the newer stuff, indie, alternative, you know, sometimes, you know, the harder stuff like punk rock and whatnot, but um, I love that stuff. But I also love retro soul, you know, things like that. So you hear it just depends on how you feel. So what are some good suggestions for healing? Um, like I said, that gentleman who came into the office that one day had the fusion jazz, the, the, the John Coltrane's Ascension, which is, would not be agreeable to everyone. Um, playlists that I've curated for massage therapy, I have a women in blues and jazz playlist that I absolutely love. It tends to be a little more melancholy, but that's okay. Sometimes yeah. we go there. Um, I have a world beat kind of a playlist, which is lovely background music. I especially love it on warmer days because it feels like you're in Cuba and this like really lovely vacation-y space. Um, I tend to go to the more ambient stuff. Um, Moby actually recently has released a couple of albums that specifically are ambient for relaxation. Oh, cool. So you know where you're going to find it. Don't ever assume that Enya is the be-all end-all. Don't ever assume that pan flutes are the be-all end-all for relaxation. You know, if anything, that to me, that's a little insulting. It's like, when I hear that, you're telling me to relax and it's the last thing I'm going to do. Yes. So, you know, so you don't have to just assume that just because it's this, it's going to equate that because you never know where you're going to find that soul healing. Yep. It's all in the listening. Yeah, it's all in the listening of the music. So, you know, the more variety you have, the better, but sometimes people don't like variety and there's nothing wrong with that. Stick with what you know, if it's what helps you and makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. I know for myself, like that's just something I will do in the evenings is put on some playlists that I have of like the music that's really meaningful to me. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that at the end, but, and I will just light some candles and pick up my teeny tiny dog and we will dance around the apartment. And, you know, it's something that like, it's just there for me. It's my own healing space and it's free, which is great too. Like all these things that we can do that are just there for us um, to be able to, to utilize. And that's such a great thing. It is. And it, you know, sometimes for some people experiencing that joy is an absolute act of resistance. Mm -hmm. don't want you to be joyful and or they do things to rob you of that joy or take away from that so it's the little things like you said it's putting on a song and, and dancing with your dog is I can't think of anything more joyful because I do the same thing with Rocco so yeah. it's it's whatever you find whatever nugget of joy you can get and again it could be a simple walk on the beach that brings you that much comfort and joy 
that's the most important thing than anything else. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Like I talk a lot and like a lot of people that have been on the show, like we've been talking a lot about how we can't heal from our trauma if we don't have joy. And, mm -hmm. and it's such an important component and people are bringing a lot more of that into the conversation around healing right now of just like finding that joy. Um, and so I think it's, just those little moments, however we can create them to take our joy back if it's been taken mm -hmm. from us or just whatever it might be. And yeah, that's awesome. It's true. Any, any way that you can get it, even if it's like eating peanut butter out of the jar, <laughs> if that brings you joy, eat the peanut butter out of the exactly. jar. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. So as we wrap up this show, what other thoughts or things would you like to share with our listeners that we haven't covered yet today? We've covered a broad range of topics, but if there's anything stands out to you. Well, I think that, that you know, the more you listen to music, I'm going to first the music and the massage. I think as you listen to music, you know, if it's important to you, bring it to the forefront. Don't just leave it in the background. Listen to the words, because sometimes even though there might be songs out there that initially you might not have gravitated to, if you listen to the words, that'll be the thing that gets you there. Like, oh my God, they were talking about this and I've never heard it before. So, so really listening and engaging with that because it goes to places in your soul you never anticipate. And then with massage, what I really want to let people know, again, I want to reiterate, is that you absolutely have the power to say yes to things and have the power to say no to things. And don't ever be afraid to ask questions. If you are calling a massage therapist and you're, in essence, interviewing them to see if you want to make an appointment, you know, ask them what their expertise is. Ask them where they got their training from, how long they've been doing massage therapy. So, just because someone's been trained in massage doesn't mean they're the right fit for you. The only way to find that out is to ask questions. So don't ever be afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. Are available if you look for them. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I love what you said about listening to the lyrics of the songs. I it was last year I was speaking at this little event and afterwards they played the Tom Petty song, Won't Back Down. And I'd never like, and they'd matched it up with the story I was sharing. And I never really listened to the words of that song. And it was the perfect song for what I had just shared. And I'm just like quietly weeping in the back corner, listening to the words of the song because I'd never resonated with it before. And now mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite songs to listen to when I need those moments of healing. Yeah, there's so much power in that. You know, words have power. And, you know, sometimes people are drawn to the words, sometimes they're drawn to the music. And sometimes if you're lucky, you get both in the same pile. But it's true. Again, you know, don't don't take it for granted. It's there for a reason. And mm -hmm. seek out what resonates with you and try new things because that's really key too. Yeah. So as we wind up, I want to share with our listener about a project that I put together and I think you could you contributed to as well. Um, since everybody knows like I just went out to Washington State to testify in trial and one of the things that I was terrified of beyond the trial was traveling from Vermont to Washington by myself. By myself, I was like, I don't know how I'm physically going to get on the plane. I don't know how I'm going to do this very long flight to get out to where we used to live. Also requires an Uber ride and a ferry ride and another long drive. Like it's a very long process to get from here to there. And so I put out a call to people on my Facebook and 
through this podcast as well for people to send me their song ideas. And I created two different playlists. One is the power up and it's to get me amped up and it's got like, it's not all safe for work. Just FYI, it's got a lot of female punk on it. <laughs> um, it's got a lot of like, it's got some good stuff on it, but it's, um, and that one's about, I think three or four hours long. And then I did another one where everyone contributed songs that could heal and wind down. And they just, they got me across the country. They got me through trial. They brought me back across the country. I now listen to them all the time. Um, so I'm going to be releasing those on, they're on Spotify. So I'm going to make those public when this podcast goes out. And um, for listeners, you can go to my website, uh, standupresources.com, and you'll be able to find those on there. And hopefully, you know, people can use them for their own amp up and power down and however they need them. And it's so cool because it's, there's just so many songs I'd never heard and I don't know who sent them to me, but mm -hmm. they just, they, it's just made such a difference in me in that experience. And um, it's been such an honor to have you here today to kind of talk more about that and expand on that for people. Because <clears throat> it's, it's, it's so, it hits so much closer to home than we think. It seems like something so simple would be so profound. And it's true. And like you said, people reached out to you when you had asked these questions and they said, Anna, I need you to hear this. If yeah. this is what you're looking for, I need you to hear this. So, and again, sometimes it's like, I don't know about that song, but then you listen to it and you're like, okay, now I get it. Yeah, now absolutely. Yeah. And they got to be a part of my journey through that. Mm -hmm. Like they, all of you flew across the country with me because you all sent me those songs. So at this yeah. time when I thought I was going to be the most alone I'd ever been in my life, I had everyone with me through the form of music. And that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is so profound. I, I love it. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. Well, thanks for being part of it. And <laughs> like <you> <laughs> knowing I was going to have you on this podcast inspired me to do that. So, I mean, just how that all comes together is really, really amazing. So, yeah. so thank you for being here today. Um, oh, thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah. I always like to end the show with a positive message. Um, so if there's one parting thought that you'd like to share with victims and survivors of crime, what would that be? Don't stop. Please don't give up. Please don't stop. Keep going. Keep going because it will get better. It awesome. really will. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Liz Piglowski, for being here today. If you would like to learn more about music or massage, you can find Liz out at um, the Port Townsend Massage School at massageeducation.com, or you can listen to Liz DJ at KPTZ. Uh, in Port Townsend, so that's kptz.org. And Liz, what time is your show on? Saturdays evenings from 6 to 8 PST. Okay, so 6 to 8 Pacific Standard Time. It's really great, and when I do get to catch it, I always like try and comment, and then she gives me a shout out, and I feel real special. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she said my name on the radio. So, <laughs> and we do we we stream worldwide. So. Yeah, and it's a great yeah, it's a great show. So Saturdays, six to eight Pacific Standard Time, kptz.org. Mm -hmm. And if you have any questions for me about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at standupresources.com. I'm your host, Anna Nassett, and I look forward to sharing more with you every other week here on The Mend.
Be well, be strong, goodbye.